0: Eighteen plus.
1: Here we go, Steeler Nation. It is another episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. I'm your host, Jeremy Betts. Happy to come to you on a Wednesday afternoon with some information about your upcoming fantasy football week. It is, for most of you, the final fantasy football week of the season before the uh, playoffs start. Uh, for many of you, this is where what it all comes down to. So many of you are probably fighting for your playoff lives and others, maybe you've got it locked up, maybe... For some of you, you're out of it, but you uh, want to play some spoiler this week. Hopefully, some of what we will talk about today will help you pull out whatever goal uh, you have moving into the last uh, week of fantasy football. Uh, hopefully, this will be able to provide you with a, a path of victory as you move forward. And then uh, for those who are looking at playoff runs, uh, those who have really good rosters. Uh, Don't forget to check out the podcast uh, starting next week when we will be focusing on playoffs and how to prepare your uh, rosters best for the playoff runs, uh, as well as keeping up with your Steelers fantasy football players and how they are doing as we uh, push forward through the remainder of the season Uh, Bear with me, I'm under the weather a little bit today, so my voice might uh, come and go a little bit, but I'm uh, always ready to talk Steelers football and talk fantasy football, and uh, that's what we're going to do here on the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. Uh, This podcast is a part of the the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com family of podcasts. That podcast network is continuing to grow. It is continuing to provide fantastic content. If you are looking for Steelers content, whether that be audio or written, you can check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and you can check out uh, BTSC wherever you get your podcasts as well. Find this podcast and so many others. As well as uh, articles on the website. Uh, myself and Andrew Wilbar, a contrib- contributor at the website, we co author a weekly start and sit article for the Steelers game, and uh, be sure to check that out. Should be coming out a day early uh, because the Steelers do play on Thursday night football against the Minnesota Vikings this week at US Bank Stadium up in Minnesota. It's quite the trip. It's a short week. We'll see what the Steelers can do, how they can prep and uh, get themselves ready. Uh, But while they do that, we're going to talk about keys to victory for your final week of fantasy football. Uh, It's pretty simple stuff, guys. It's what you've been doing all year with a little bit of a twist because uh, this is it. This This is make it or break it. And so there's a little bit more, uh, risk to be had. So let's, uh, jump into three keys to victory for final fantasy week. And, uh, the first one being just don't overthink it. Start your starters. All right. I know that there are probably some tough matchups this week. Uh, we had a Monday night game already, um, that you saw weather play a factor and you saw two really good defenses going at it and it really messed up fantasy uh, uh, you know, play and how, how things were going to go in that game. The Bills were really hampered with their pass first offense. Uh, that won't be the case this week. Uh, Josh Allen and company will be down in Tampa Bay in nice weather and you can expect a lot of fireworks in that game. Keep an eye on those things but do not forget to start your star players. Najee Harris should be in your lineup. All right, I don't care. It's a short week. I don't care that he's been a little bit down the last few weeks. The volume is still there. The ability is still there, and I really think that the offense found something in this game against uh, the Ravens at the end of of the of the fourth quarter. And I really think that that's gonna, uh, you know, be something that we see moving forward too. Um, and how they just attack straight forward, uh, with the run and use that play action and maybe some pistol formation to throw off the defense, get them off balance and, uh, hit Deontay Johnson, uh, down the seams and on the outsides for big chunks. And, uh, just let Najee Harris and Benny Snell kind of just run power football straight up the gut and, uh. You know, if, if they continue to do that, you're going to see Najee Harris get the ball a lot. They like to give him the touches. It they see winning results when they do. So uh, keep your stars in the lineups, even if the matchup or the situation might not be the greatest at this point. All right, number two key to victory is to focus on matchup quality at your flex position. Uh, specifically, and also uh, the defense uh, special teams position. Uh, that is where uh, you find the best uh, value as far as um, fringe players or streamable options on the defense special teams uh, side of things. Uh, if you find a great matchup, if you find a uh, running back versus the Pittsburgh Steelers type thing, like Alexander Madison should be in in uh, a starting lineup in every league this week because the Steelers just haven't proven to be able to shut down the run. Even though they s- held the Ravens mostly in check, uh, Devontae Freeman still scored a touchdown. He still had enough yards to be a usable a fantasy option, and I think you would take that type of production in your flex spot. So um, you're looking at uh, so many uh, fringe players out there. and We'll go through a few of those a little bit later, but if you've got... Uh, somebody like that, and they've got a good matchup, plug them in. Focus on that for this week. Uh, You want to uh, give yourself the best opportunity to score a ton of points and try to put yourself out there as having one of the top weeks so you can meet anybody on uh, whoever it might be that you are facing that or this particular week. And then thirdly, uh, just don't be afraid to take a high-risk, high-reward flyer if you must win to get in, all right, if this is a win, uh, or go home type situation, then, uh, it's okay to throw out a guy that has been struggling, that has a good matchup or, or uh, somebody who has shown flashes here and there, uh, when, uh, given a enough opportunity. If you've got somebody who's like, man, if they go off, then I could win, uh, this week, but if they don't, I could lose, um, very easily, you know, or you have somebody that is like, well, they're going to score 10 points or whatever. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to be good enough because I'm playing such and such roster. That's got such a better, a better situation. Don't be afraid to take the, uh, former and go with the high risk, high reward player that could provide you the big boom week that you need to go out there and win and make the playoffs, all right? So, yeah, that's my advice to you. If you are looking, uh, or if you are needing a win this week to get into the playoffs, uh, don't be afraid to take a flyer. Uh, Always take a look at your matchups. Get your best matchups in the game at your flex position, and don't be afraid to stream somebody who's got a good matchup on the defense special team side. Maybe even at kicker, but specifically DST, that is um the the main place where I would focus in on that matchup uh to see if you can't uh rake in a really good week from a uh New Orleans Saints uh playing the Jets or you know, uh Seattle playing Houston, things like that, just get a little lucky, maybe a, a defense that can bounce back and play well against an inferior team could very much help you uh with your goal, which is winning your fantasy football week and getting into the playoffs. All right, before we go to the break, let's talk about some priority waivers this week. Um, Situational-type things that uh, you want to have these guys on your rosters just in case, especially if you own uh, a player like an Elijah Mitchell uh, who could or could not play this week. Let's jump into it. First off, I have Taysom Hill at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He's still on a lot of uh, waivers. But the guy is a top ten quarterback if he plays because of his rushing ability. His his finger is a problem; it's something to monitor. Uh, but if he's available on waivers and and you uh, start a Carson Wentz or you know somebody that's on a buy like that or somebody that's uh, less than one hundred percent, then you would be very wise to pick up a guy like Hill who you could just plug into that and potentially, uh, you know, reap the results of a 20 to 30 point game uh, because of his uh, rushing ability. And at least, you know, he's got a high floor because of that uh, rushing usage as well. Uh, Jamichael Hasty running back for the San Francisco 49ers. uh, We talked about Elijah Mitchell is in the concussion protocol. He's um, questionable to go, uh, at this point for Sunday, but uh if he does not, uh if the concussion keeps him out, J. Michael Hasty becomes uh the top waiver wire ad at a position of need running back for most people and uh a volume type guy that could get enough to where he would be a viable flex or running back to option for leagues. Uh, especially if you have Elijah Mitchell, you want this guy on your roster for this week. So go out and get him if he's available. I saw a lot of people drop Julio Jones uh, over his stint on IR. He should be coming back this week. They're uh, facing off against a very bad Jacksonville Jaguars team. So it's possible that you see uh, Julio Jones have a big game. Um, you know, Tannehill's got to throw to somebody, and if uh, A.J. Brown is out, and if, uh, you know, we, we've seen the other names that are on that roster, and uh, Julio Jones easily becomes the top option in the passing game if uh, uh, A.J. Brown can't go, and, uh, you know, if he ends up playing this week. So if uh, somebody dropped Julio Jones, if you dropped Julio Jones uh, during his stint on IR, uh, it's a good idea to pick him back up for this week. Uh, He could be one of those high-risk, high-reward flyers that you take uh, in your flex spot. Uh, Number four, K.J. Osborne, the wide receiver for Minnesota. It doesn't look like Adam Thielen's going to be able to go this week because of a high ankle sprain that he suffered uh, this last week against Detroit. Being on a short week, I would suspect he is not hitting the field. That means the Vikings will be down Dalvin Cook and Al... uh, Adam Thielen, on the uh, offensive side of the football. You're going to see a lot of Justin Jefferson, but you're going to see K.J. Wright play basically an every down role uh, as the wide receiver two for the Vikings this week if that plays out. And uh, the Steelers' secondary has been shaky at times this season. It could be another high-risk, high-reward type play uh, if you are looking for somebody to plug in uh, to a flex spot with the potential to win your week. And then number five, uh, in priority waivers this week, I'll throw in a tight end Ricky seals Jones. A lot of people dropped him and picked up Logan Thomas. When he came back off of injured reserve, Thomas is back on with an ACL MCL tear. And, uh, Ricky seals Jones will take over the starting tight end duties again from Thomas. In that case, when Thomas was out and seals Jones was the number one tight end, he had several good weeks, um, three weeks in a row where he scored at least nine points and a high of 16 points in that time frame. So that's usable fantasy value at the tight end position, especially if you have somebody that's going on a bye this week and you need some help at the tight end position. He, You can do worse than Ricky Seals-Jones. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to get some water so I can keep talking through the second half of this. Thanks for bearing with me. We'll be right back. Uh, We'll talk fringe players who are starts this week for sure these guys need to be in your lineup uh if you have them and then we'll talk uh just for fun at the end some fantasy mvp candidates as we close out the regular season for fantasy football don't go anywhere we'll be right back the second half of the Steelers fantasy football fix thanks for sticking around we're going to talk uh, some fringe players who you need to start this week but before we do that I wanted to jump in on this whole TJ Watt for MVP discussion that's going around the league and uh, around Steeler Nation and I, I just wanted to say that I could not be more on board with this thought I don't know if he could actually win it but he has to be in the discussion, people. I mean, look at the Steelers with and without him, and even with him when he's not healthy um, or when he misses some time during a game, and the whole game plan goes out the window because they can do so much more with him in the game because he causes so much havoc uh, than they can without him. And that what's more valuable than uh, building your whole defensive plan around somebody? You know, uh, I'm, I can't say that I can see that many other defensive players that the way the team operates is solely based on their availability and their performance. Uh, so when T.J. Watt is answering the call like he did against the Ravens this last week, three and a half sacks, um, two tackles for loss, I believe it was, and uh, six quarterback hits – Uh, to go along with the all the pressures that he has the pressure rate that he had in that game my goodness his impact is greater at his specific position than any other defensive player and on the team as a whole no matter regardless of position he might be the most impactful player uh, for a team in the league and that's that includes the likes of Jonathan Taylor. That includes the likes of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. If you take those guys off their teams, they're going to struggle mightily. But if you take TJ Watt off the Steelers, then it's over. Guys, it is over. The Steelers have not won a game this year when he does not play. And uh, they have not They have not won a game when uh, he misses more than one quarter as well. So, you know, it's just one of those things where he has totally reset what it means to be valuable for a defensive player right now uh, because no other team can operate at the level that they do with him and then look so bad without him. You know, there's no other defensive player that makes an impact like that except maybe Aaron Donald in the past, not this year, uh, but in the past, uh, we've seen that out of him uh, when he misses time. The Rams defense is a is a struggle, you know. Uh, but I just want to jump in on that real quick because I, I would love to see T.J. Watt after having been absolutely spurned last year specifically for the Defensive Player of the Year award just based on the name recognition of Aaron Donald. That's all that it was, was just Aaron Donald's name. He didn't have a better season than T.J. Watt. But in any case, um, we'll get off that soapbox. But just wanted to jump in there and say, get T.J. Watt that MVP. uh, At least have him in the conversation. He has to be in the conversation. That's all I'm asking. All right. French players, you need to start this week if you can. All right. Number one, Cam Newton. This is no particular order, just um, the first guy. Number one, Cam Newton versus the atlanta falcons the atlanta falcons are not a good defense people and uh cam newton had a bad game um this last week that he was benched for pj walker um but he's coming back as a starter this week the offensive coordinator was just fired joe brady i think you're going to see matt rule and company uh use a different play calling style and i think that might help Cam Newton, uh, and I think versus this Atlanta Falcons defense, a team that he knows well, a team that he's had a lot of success against, and uh, with you know just some of those changes, uh, you should be able to expect a big game out of Cam Newton if they commit to him as the starter for this week. I um will would keep an eye on that as we approach the game, but it's looking like he will be, and if he is, lock him into your lineup. And trust him. That's what I'm planning on doing this week uh, is locking him into my lineup and trusting him. I have no other choice really because my other quarterback is Carson Wentz and he is on a bye. But I'm excited that I do have Cam Newton versus this Atlanta team uh, going into this final week where I definitely need a win to stay in the playoff picture. Number two is another quarterback and it's Taysom Hill. We talked about him in the priority waivers section if you get him, start him. I don't care who else is on your team, unless you've got—excuse <coughs> me—unless you've got a Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, uh, Jalen Hurts type player. If you've got one of these back end top ten or uh, uh, eleven or twelve guys, you know he's he's above all of those guys to me. He's even above Kirk Cousins uh, for me this week. He's above uh Lamar Jackson this week for me I've just got him way up there uh if he plays with the finger injury which is looking like he will he's a tough guy he knows how to handle and manage the pain and you're not really playing him for his passing ability you're playing him for his rushing ability which he will get a lot of and he will get some goal line carries as well start him all right nothing else to be said there uh number 3 is a running back Javante Williams he's right around the Uh, 20 or so range for running backs. But to me, he is a running back one this week, especially if Melvin Gordon is still limited or uh, out. Uh, He just showed the burst, speed, power, uh, balance, everything that made him a stud at North Carolina showed all of that this last week against the chiefs. And uh, it's not getting a lot of love because the chiefs handled the Broncos so easily Uh, but man Javante Williams had probably the best game by a rookie running back all year Uh, more than Najee Harris better or better than Najee Harris better than um, Elijah Mitchell Um, he probably had the best game of any of those guys this last week Uh, you could argue that anyway um, against the Chiefs so somebody that uh, versus Detroit should get a lot of run and uh, somebody that you want to have locked into your lineup a guy that we've been in and out on, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, just hasn't been himself this year. It's because of injury, but he is uh, the number one guy in, um, in New York and they're going to rely on him a little bit more this week. I think with, uh, having to start, uh, I believe it's Mike Glennon over, uh, Daniel Jones because Jones has, um, that neck injury. And uh, so I would ride Saquon Barkley this week, even though he's on the fringe, even though you're not sure what you're going to get out of him (coughs) could be one of those high risk, high reward guys we talked about earlier, ride him. Um, And then uh, the third running back is Javon or I'm sorry, Jamal Williams um, playing against the Broncos, the Detroit lions running back. So we've got Javante Williams versus Jamal Williams uh in this week without with DeAndre swift still ailing it looks like um williams will get the call versus the broncos and uh, his usage wasn't what we were hoping for last week but the uh, lions did take an early lead in that game i don't expect they'll be able to do that against the broncos who have a better defense than uh, the vikings do so i think you'll definitely see uh, the volume that you want to see this week from Williams, and uh, he might uh, even get some more passing down work, which was the problem this last week, one catch uh, for him, and I think you'll see that increase this week. He's a very uh, good start this week, in my opinion, even against a tougher uh, Denver defense. All right, let's jump into a couple wide receivers here. Uh, One wide receiver who I thought at the beginning of the year was one of the few guys who could end up leading the entire uh, league in fantasy uh, or lead all wide receivers in f- fantasy points, but has not lived up to that this year, mostly because of injuries to his quarterback. But um, DK Metcalf uh, is playing the Houston Texans who are just a mess right now. And uh, I think that uh, Russell Wilson's starting to find his groove again after the injury. He looked a lot better this last week. I think he'll look better again this week. And I think, uh, that Houston does not have enough defensive firepower to uh, keep him in check. This feels like a DK Metcalf week. One of those weeks where we look at it and he's caught like five balls for 140 yards and two touchdowns, you know, something like that. It feels like that kind of week. Um, and so I would, I would trust it this week. I really would. I've got him in two leagues and he is in my starting lineup. Uh, he's in my flex position, but he is in my starting lineup. And I am really hoping for that high-risk, high-reward look from DK Metcalf this week versus the Houston Texans. Number seven is a wide receiver as well, and it's our very own Chase Claypool. Mapletron is in the house. This time it's in U.S. Bank Stadium. Turf, nice weather, obviously, indoors. Short week. That figures to me a lot of uh, 50-50 balls from Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it's simple. It's uh, somewhat effective if they're on the same page. So I think that this is a Claypool week. Uh, I think a lot of team that the or I sorry I think that the Vikings are going to have Patrick Peterson um, stick with Deontay Johnson probably more um, because he's been so dynamic the last few weeks, and that's going to open it up for Claypool. No double teams on Claypool, and in single coverage, he's a mismatch. And I think he can put one together, and I think you might get that this week. So I would start Chase Claypool in my flex spot, if I were you, heading into week 14. Uh, The last two uh, guys that I want to talk about are tight ends. The first one being Noah Fant versus Detroit uh, for the Denver Broncos. Um, He had a bad week this last week, but the whole Denver team did, except for Javante Williams. But I think a bounce back is due. Um, especially with uh, Bridgewater having struggled uh, to hit his wide receivers recently, I think you're going to see him lean more on Noah Fant. And in a tight end world where we don't have very many quality starting options, uh, you could do worse. I think he's somebody that if you uh, you know if you haven't traded for somebody and it, you took a long time to draft a tight end because you were le- loading up on other positions and you've got Noah Fant as your starter, I do have that situation in one of my leagues, that he's a a good play this week against a bad Detroit defense. So um, give him a shot in week 14 and see if he can't get you some valuable points uh, as you try to win this week. The other tight end is another guy we talked about. That's Ricky Seals-Jones versus the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, He's going to get... A lot of targets, I think. He's going to be a focal point in that offense with Logan Thomas out. Uh, Taylor Heineke likes to use those tight ends. He does. And Antonio Gibson's running well and catching well. And Terry McLaurin always is a threat to take the top off the defense. So I think you've got some room for uh, Ricky Seals-Jones to work underneath. And I think he's going to be used. He's definitely a red zone threat as well. So maybe a touchdown-dependent play. But if he gets one, you could be looking at a big scoring week at tight end from Ricky Seals Jones. If you need some help at tight end, these two guys are fringe guys that you could start uh, and uh, hopefully have some good production out of as you look to make the playoffs. All right, that about does it for us. But before we go, I did want to talk about my top five uh, fantasy MVP candidates. And then I've got one, two, three, four. I've got five who just missed the top five there. Um, uh, no, in no particular order, but, uh, my top five MVP candidates, I will start with number five and that for me is Tom Brady quarterback, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, after a year of it, I still almost said New England Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady has been the best quarterback in fantasy. Uh, he throws so many touchdowns. He throws for a lot of yards every week. That's the way that offense works. And, uh, he's been, probably the most reliable player uh, at the quarterback position all year, and uh, he's somebody that is well-deserving of a fantasy MVP uh, look. Number four, you might not have him this high in your opinion, but he's just been so lights out and it was so unexpected. Uh, Debo Samuel, uh, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. We saw what they looked like without him this last week, and it was a struggle, and uh, I think he, he makes a case for himself as – one of the better receivers in the league uh, after this year. And uh, that has translated into fantasy points. And, you know, outside of somebody else, we're going to talk about a little bit later, he's been the best fantasy wide receiver in the game. So uh, Debo Samuel makes my top five at number four. And then at number three, I've got Austin Eckler, uh, the running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. They just know how to use him there. And uh, small as he is, Pound for pound, the guy is one of the toughest runners in the league, and he shows it every week. His pass-catching ability is incredible. He's shifty. He's powerful. And uh, he made the Steelers look uh, like total garbage on defense a couple weeks ago. Uh, three weeks ago, to be exact. And, uh, you know, he's just been on fire every week. He's the number uh, number two overall scoring running back in a PPR fantasy uh, football, and uh, he is well-deserving of a fantasy MVP look as well. Number two for me, it comes down to two guys, and uh, the I went with one because of the position he plays over the other, but number two is Cooper Cup, wide receiver man. Just If you need 20 points on your fantasy football team, you've got it if you've got Cooper Cup. I don't care uh, if he plays Monday night football, I don't care if he plays Thursday night football. I don't care if he's playing on Sunday. I don't care who he's playing, how bad the team is look. uh, He's going to get you 20 points. It's just how it is. And, uh, you know, that consistency and that high level of production, uh, catches, yards, touchdowns, you name it, he is the best at wide receiver in it this year. And uh, that's why he ranks number two just behind – Excuse me, Jonathan touchdown Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, running back, playing lights out. Um, I think this award easily goes to Derrick Henry. If he plays the whole year, um, I think he's still second or third in the league in rushing yards and he hasn't played since week eight people. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. But Jonathan Taylor has been so fantastic and so consistent when he's being used, he's unstoppable. And uh, I think the Colts could really ride him somewhere this year. Um, He's explosive. He can take any run the distance. He's powerful. He's shifty. He's he's the ultimate NFL running back and one of the best in the game. Maybe by the time he's done, one of the best we'll have ever seen. I liked him a lot coming out of Wisconsin. I really wish the Steelers would have picked him up. They did not. Um, but in any case, he's just been a, a serious baller this year. And uh, so far he is my number one fantasy MVP, MVP candidate. I think a little bit because we didn't really expect that we expected RB one numbers, uh, going into this year, but we didn't expect him to have this type of breakout in his second year, but welcome to the NFL. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you are a beast and you will be for a long time. You are my favorite for uh, NFL fantasy football MVP in 2021. Some guys who just missed Devontae Adams, who is always lights out for the green Bay Packers. Um, Justin Jefferson has been playing uh, really good football. Uh, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are a couple other quarterbacks I would throw into that mix. They've just been so consistent. Jalen Hurts at one point had like 9 or 10 weeks in a row where he had scored 20 or more fantasy points at the quarterback position. That is unbelievable. Um, I know he was hurt this last week. Hopefully he comes back healthy this week. If he does not, um, you know, you've got a great backup there in Gardner Minshew, but uh, Jalen Hurts has been fantastic for fantasy and I think he deserves it. And then uh, another guy that I really like, uh, again, this was in no particular order uh, that just missed is our Steelers, very own Najee Harris. Um, Kind of like with Taylor, we expected close to RB one numbers, maybe out of Najee. We didn't know for sure because he was a rookie because the offensive line was so shaky. Um, but he's a top five running back in fantasy football and and that alone puts you in the conversation uh, because that position is so valuable and uh, as a rookie he is just lights out he is definitely my fantasy rookie of the year Um, but uh, Jonathan Taylor is uh, I'm sorry uh, I'm looking at my phone wrong Najee Harris is a contender Uh, if he were to have had uh, the last three or four weeks, uh, better results. Um, and if the Steelers offensive line had ever gelled enough to where he was putting up better totals on a weekly basis and, in rushing and everything, I think he'd be running away, um, with the Ro- offensive rookie of the year, um, uh, award for the NFL this year, but he just misses my top five MVP candidates for fantasy football. But Najee, you are MVP in our hearts as Steelers fans, and we look forward to seeing you romp for years to come. That does it for me and the Steelers fantasy football fix for week 14. Final fantasy week, guys, for most of you. Good luck in all of your fantasy leagues. I hope this was helpful to you. Let me know if uh, it was, if it wasn't. I want to know that too. You know, I want to know if, uh, if I'm messing up so I can, you know, do more research or whatever I need to do to, to get you guys the best advice you can get. I know we didn't focus on Steelers a lot this week, but I figured since it was such a big week for fantasy football that we would focus in on uh, the league as a whole and get a good picture of how to approach this week. So hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll listen again uh, when we come back for fantasy playoffs next week and prep you for some of those games and the Steelers game. Don't forget to check out BTSC online and read the fantasy starts and sits article by myself and Andrew Wilbar. That should be coming up on the website on Wednesday. Um, check that out and uh, leave some comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, find me on Twitter at the bets. 93 T H E B E T Z nine three. I'd love to hear from you there as well. You can follow me there. You can ask me questions. We can just chat Steelers football. We can chat fantasy football. Love to do that with you. Have a great Wednesday um, and a good weekend coming up. Enjoy the holiday season as well. Merry Christmas to you all, and to all, good night.